You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Hey everybody, welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. It's a beautiful Wednesday, November 17th, believe it or not. We're already in the middle of November, but we're glad you've taken time out of your busy day to get into the Word of God. That's what we do on Morning Breath. We read a chapter, spend some time with the Lord. Then I and a coast come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. We're in chapter 10 of John right now, so if you got a Bible and you get one, get it and get ready. Pastor Brian... Pastor Brian Moore, yeah, you're my partner today. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting me do this. This is fun. Glad to have you, man. Open up the word. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're in a pretty, pretty, pretty big chapter in the in the scope of things. At least in my life, this chapter has spoken to me so much in That's my cool. life. So very grateful for it. Yeah, it's cool. I would love to tell you guys out there how to get on board with the show as well do if I could. If you don't have the East Coast app, you really want to get a hold of that and uh, all the chapters. You can, uh, you know, click on some. There's a podcast link there, and there's a lot of options there. You go to our website as well, eccc.us, for any information, events, or sermons, or any of our morning breath episodes. You can you can connect that way. We also could help you if you call the church office three two one four five two ten sixty, and uh, speak with the operator there. Let them know you'd like to get a devotion guide. We'll send you one of those out either by email or snail mail if you'd like to do that. You know, I heard that 58 cents for a stamp these days. I didn't realize <laughs> that the cost of stamp went up that high. I was like, wow. Like, I forgot. It used to be like 22 cents or something. But anyway, if you want one of those by mail, we will be happy to pay that postage and get it out to you so you can get the Word of God. I just was like, wow, well, that's what postage costs these days. Yeah, you know, so I could guess that how long have you been married? I've been married uh, 19 years. You know, if Nick would search us Google us, he doesn't have to. Yeah. It was probably stamps were probably 22 cents yeah. when you got married because you ain't bought That's, one since you got married. I haven't bought hardly any. My <laughs> wife might have bought it. Because your wife has bought, you oh, know, yeah. probably done that part of your oh, yeah. life. And, oh, yeah. You know, uh, I know that I didn't buy any for a long time, and I was shocked when, yeah. when it was probably 40 cents, but 58 cents, baby. But I do, I do think it's kind of cool when you send actually a handwritten letter to somebody these days, like because so little there's of that value. happens. It's yeah, even more value, value now yeah. than it used to be because Absolutely. it happens so rarely, you know. Absolutely, that's pretty cool. But anyway, that's the way you can get on board with the show. We'd love to get you into a chapter uh, with us, study the Word of God, and uh, listen and watch what God breathes on, and just connect that way. Yeah, be beautiful. So uh, we only have uh, one announcement. We got a few other things going on, and we refer you to our events page. That's eccc.us backslash or forward slash events. And uh, which is a backward year? It's forward slash. I think it's forward. Yep. Yeah, forward slash events. And that'll tell you everything that's going on. But we do have one event coming right up, Pastor Brian. Yeah, East Coast Kids Live. Uh, it's a fun family event. Happens at the Parkway Worship Center this Friday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Whoa. You can go onto our events page, sign up for that, let us know you're coming. We have some cool giveaways for kids. I heard that there are some electronic scooters going to be given out that night. I want it, is, one. it would be. That would be fun, huh? I used to have one. Did you? Yeah, it was one of my kids, and they didn't want it anymore, and I I drove that thing into the ground. Dude, that's cool. I had a blast on it. Where at? Just in, around the neighborhood? Yeah, up and down the people. sidewalks. <laughs> up and down the sidewalks. This is fun. That's I awesome. It. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've seriously considered buying one just for me. That's so cool. But I've never done it. That's cool. So, so family fun event and uh, <laughs> just a lot of uh, games and music and uh, just a, a great fun time as a family. If you're looking for something to do this Friday night, come be a part of that. There's no age restriction on that. We just want families to come and yeah. just be a part of it and yeah. have some community. Get back into community, come be alongside some other people and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, I took it over the bridge on 520. Oh, yeah. Going to the beach. 
Okay. That big tall bridge. Okay. Yeah, I was. I didn't do that anymore. Dude. Yeah, the brakes didn't. I oh, no. I burned the brakes out going oh. down the hill. <laughs> You don't want to get loose either. If you get a little, that, oh, that, that sidewalk's get, not that they, wide. And they're a little oh, squirrely. The faster they go, the squirrelier they get. That is yeah. a picture. So, it, yeah, oh. I lived through it. Gonna, I watched a guy go to the hospital coming oh. down the 520 oh. bridge over the intercoastal waterway over uh, Indian River. Yeah. He lost it over that bridge, and at the oh. end of that sidewalk, it dropped off about a foot. Oh, no. He didn't even know it. Oh, no. And he's coming down that bridge. Oh. And... I'm leaving. Literally, I'm next to him. He's in the midair, oh, no. flying, oh, and no. I got pulled over, you know, down by the guardrail down there. Oh. And uh, me and another guy were the first ones to him. Road rash. This guy was. He was tore up. Oh no. Yeah. So you be careful riding your your scooter. Uh, yeah, your scooter <laughs> over the bridge. It might not pay off. Well, these are kids' scooters, so hopefully, yeah. kids, parents, take care of your kids. Absolutely. And I, I was, you know, <laughs> my parents told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. So yeah. Oh boy. Be... Anyway, so let's get in the chapter. Right. We, uh, we're in chapter 10, as we said. I'm going to read New King James. What are you reading? New Living Translation. That surprises me. Yeah. Almost everybody's bringing the New Living to the table. That's good stuff. I'm going to read first 21 because there are 42, and you can take the last 21, and we uh, will be good. All right. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am, a, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As a father knows me, even so I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Therefore there was a division again amongst among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? All right, verse 22, John 10. It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. He was in the temple, walking through this section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. 
But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Once again, the people picked up stones to kill him. Jesus said, At my Father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? They replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus replied, It is written in your own scriptures that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say, you are gods. And you know that the scriptures cannot be altered. So if those people who received God's message were called gods, why do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the Son of God? After all, the Father sent me apart and set me apart and sent me into the world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my Father's work. But if I do his work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous works I have done, even if you don't believe me. Then you will know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Once again, they tried to arrest him, but he got away and left them. He went beyond the Jordan River, near the place where John was first baptizing, and stayed there a while. And many followed him. John didn't perform miraculous signs. They remarked to one another, but everything he said about this man has come true. And many who were there believed in Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, it's interesting that uh, he said, I and my father are one, which is uh, why they were going to stone him, because he was making himself out to be a son of God. Right. And God was his father. But what's interesting about that, they also did that, I think, in chapter 5. Um, where was that at? Chapter 5, somewhere or another. Um, I don't need to look it up right now. But they took up stones again to stone him. Because of that, but it, what's really amazing, in between the, the one in five and the one in ten where they're going to stone him for what he said, yeah. notice what they said in John 8, let me see if I get this right, um, 841, look at this, it says, you do the deeds of your father, this is what Jesus said to them because mm. he's telling them their father's a devil, but... Um, then they said to him, we are not born of fornication. So they're kind of accusing him yep. of being, you know, illegitimate. And then they say, we have one father, God. Right. So what did they say that was different than what Jesus said when he called God his father? They said the exact same thing yeah. that they're actually stoning him for. And it just shows you the blindness that happens when you get wrapped up in religion and and maybe more in in an organization rather than an, than the living organism of the church. Well, and uh, they ended up getting ready to stone him for the very thing he did. The other thing that's interesting in this chapter, and these are kind of just overviews, is uh, I don't know how many times he says it in John, at least eight or nine times, but he says, I am. Yeah. He uses that statement, I am the door in verse 7. And then verse 11, I am the good shepherd. And then uh, again in verse 37, uh, you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God. And so it's, uh, it's an interesting chapter in that respect, too, because he keeps saying I am. I think he, back in chapter 6 he said uh, he was, he's the bread of life. And Chapter 11, I'm the resurrection of life, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, I'm the vine. There's a lot of I am statements in the book of John. Right. He's really big at, at bringing out the godness of Jesus. Yeah, I like that too. I like the character the character traits of you know the bread of life and 
just you know, living water and just so many things that he describes yeah. Jesus as. I, I, I love that. In this chapter, I like verse 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I yeah. just think about being a follower versus, you know, just kind of running rogue, doing your own thing. You know, like I, I love the idea. Like I've been, I've been someone who's been like an athlete and always had a coach or, you know, my wife and I love to have like some folks in our lives that are mentors. And, you know, we just like to have people around to help us, help lead us. And I think that, you know, many times we can kind of get out there doing our thing without somebody leading us or somebody, you know, that we're willing to just kind of run alongside, if you will. Like we're not saying something weird, like, you know, some weird, like, controlling thing, but... Discipleship. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can just be heavy or burdensome, but that's not this. It says, hey, they hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Like, it just sounds very um, comfortable, if you yeah, will. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. comfortable relationship that doesn't have to be hard and heavy. And we know Jesus says in Matthew, you know, come to me, you're weary, heaven laid, I'll give you rest. It, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. Like, he wasn't putting something on anyone. He was actually going, hey, listen, people, like, want to be near me. Like she yeah. want to be around the shepherd, right? And I want to be somebody who wants to be near. I guess that that what it maybe really spoke to me the most of like I don't want to just like hear a voice over there, but I want to get close. And I've heard before that you know kind of the whispers like he he speaks softly because he wants intimacy and you know things like that. He's not like this shouting god that's like shouting at you. He wants closeness and I recognize that sheep need to be close to the shepherd and I want to be close and I want to follow that. That's that's cool. You know, um there's there's quite a bit about in this chapter about his sheep hearing God, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, for me that has always been a, a, a an incredibly powerful yeah. part of my life is that God speaks to me. Yeah. Uh, that and I'm not saying that in a weird way, but when I need you know just f- insight on what to do next yeah. on any avenue of life. Could be getting along with somebody. It could be, you know, a, a family related thing. It could be raising children. It could be a husband and wife. It could be, you know, a church financial. stuff, a financial thing that God brings wisdom. And, you know, the, the, one of the main ways that, that God does that is the Bible says that the Holy Spirit reminds us of everything Jesus said. Yeah. And so, scripture, I mean, God will remind me of a verse. Uh, sometimes it's something. Uh, Direct. I know for me, if I want to hear God and be close, like you said, and and enjoy that relationship, one of the things uh, you know the Bible says is be still and yeah. know that I am God. Here it says I know them, yeah, and which is super important that Jesus knows us. That word "know" is know like a husband and a wife know each other. That's an intimate, life giving, life reproducing relationship. Know one another. But it's not enough for God to know you uh, or God to know me or God to know anyone out there. It, it's also just as important that we would know God. And so how do, you, how do you know? One of the ways the Bible says to know more about God is be still yeah. and know. So get in a quiet place. If you're in a position of—and and I've done this where I've really needed to hear from God, got in a quiet place— and got up from the quiet place and still hadn't heard. Yeah. But you know what happens when you do that is you kind of lay a foundation. Uh, those that hunger and seek shall be filled. Those that knock, ask, seek. You know, Scripture talks about all of that. So when you get in that mode, then maybe a little later that day or next week or whenever it is, God brings you the wisdom or the understanding or, yeah. or what you need to know. So get in a... Get in a quiet place is one of the best ways I know to tune up or tune tune in 
to to God and get to know him a little bit better in that situation. Yeah, there's a few different things in my life that have helped me with that, whether that's worship, you know, whether that's getting into the Word. Like, you know, you might be in a tough situation or in a, a troublesome situation. I mean, read some Psalms. Like, Absolutely. You know, David, David was in some hard places and was writing and was just, you know, pouring out the Psalms and going, hey, you know, uh, you're just reminded of, hey, somebody else has been in been in a situation. Maybe you feel like you're on an island by yourself, and no yeah. one's ever been through that before. And you can, you know, just re- be reminded of maybe some of David's plight and some of the psalmist's yeah. plight, you know. And but yet, in many of the psalms, start out with this kind of like dumping session of like, you know, how hard <laughs> things are, and then it most times rounds back around to go, yep. but God, and start magnifying the bigness of God, and yeah. can get you out of a pit pretty fast if. Uh, if you find yourself in a pit today. So uh, maybe try that. But, man, worship and, you know, just being able to be in an environment where, uh, you know, of, of other believers. I mean, there's just a lot of different options for that. But I like that too, Pastor Dan. I, I, I appreciate the value of him speaking to me, of being able to hear his voice. And, you know, I've I've been in, like I said, I've, I've been an athlete and I've been in large stadiums. I've been around all sorts of places. And seemingly, um, for some weird reason, I recognize my dad's voice from the stands versus all the other noises that are out wow. there, you know, because That's awesome. you, you get accustomed to the voice. You understand the, the, the tone and the pitch and the character and the, you know, what, what might come from dad. Right. And, and even so, when he would speak, oh yeah, you know, even yeah. when you could expect him to, to jump in. So I would just say, be familiar with his voice. Mm, and there's a lot good. of voices out there. And the best way to do that is get in the word of God. This is a great way. Morning breath is a great way to tune your heart every day to the word of God and let God speak to you. So do that, build habits that way. So you shared the worship, worship in the word, super important. Another way that um, uh, you, you shared was getting into church, getting in that environment. Yeah. What happens to me, which I think are really was really interesting, is a lot of times when we're worshiping corporately, yeah. God speaks to me individually. Yeah. And that's so powerful. I don't know how many times or how many things in my life, the best things in my life have come from hearing God's voice and saying yes. And so I love being in that environment where we're all singing. Just last week, we had a, a night of worship that was very powerful. And it's it just seems easy to hear from God when you're standing in the middle of a you know, a couple hundred people just going for it for, you know, three, four hundred people yeah. going for it and worshiping God. Another way that I kind of tune in that helps me to get to know God is to uh, remember. Yeah. So sometimes I feel distant. Sometimes I don't feel real connected to, uh, you know, to just like right now, what are you doing, God? What do you want to do? And and so sometimes I have to sit down and retune or readjust because of all of the stuff that goes on in life, readjust my hearing yeah. to hear good. So how I do that is I remember. And if I have to, I go all the way back to my salvation. And I just think about when the people were sharing with me the gospel and the prayers that we prayed. And then maybe I think about when I got filled with the Spirit or I think about some great event when when my mother-in-law got healed or I just start thinking and remembering the things of God in my life. And what's interesting is that's kind of like tuning the radio. You get on the right wavelength in your own, you know, just in your own mind where because, you know, of all the busy, maybe noise that's going on among the noise uh, going on in your life. And it just helps me tune in to the way God speaks. Yeah the kinds of thing God God has said to me in the past and is saying to me in the future. And so there are a lot of psalms on that as well that tell you to remember. 
you know, I will remember. And David did a lot of that when he was on the run in the cave. Oh, yeah. And so to stay in touch with God uh, when he was in a very difficult situation, maybe on, on, on the run in a cave, you know, hiding, he would go back to those times he spent with God in the sanctuary and in, you know, in worship and in, uh, you know, communion, maybe on the backside of a mountain when he was a shepherd boy and remember those things. And it really, really helped him to tune in as well. So I think that's another great way to get get tuned in. You know, it's interesting that when you tune in and you know his voice well, you can discern the other voices <laughs> well, right? Yeah. We we hear a lot of voices. And so, like it says in verse 5, it says, they, they won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Come on. And the idea that we get so familiar with the voice of God, the character of God, the the picture of God. I mean, it says it says in here that, you know, they will go in and out and uh, find good pastures. I think it's in verse nine. It says they will go and they will come and go freely and we'll find good pastures. If we know that we are, we have a good shepherd yeah. who's leading us and it's good. And then we see something or we hear something, we'll be able to discern right from wrong because we know God's character well and whether it is the other voice or if it's God's voice. And so some of hearing God's voice is being able to sift through all the noise, like you said, like yeah. you got to be able to sift through it, but how will we ever know what's good and what's bad unless we know the good very well, right? And yeah. so tuning into what's good so that we can go, nope, I'm going to run from that. Nope, I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to get sucked into that because there's a trap and there's a oh, liar. And brother, he, yeah. he, you know, he roams around like a roaring, like a roaring lion, right? That it yep. is out there and it's just wanting to devour you, wants to steal from you, kill from you, destroy you. And so you got to look at the fruit. Jesus said that too. Is don't, if you don't believe me, believe based on what I've done. Look at the fruit of what I've done. Yeah. And again, look at the fruit of this voice or these noises that you listen to because it could you, could you could sort it out pretty fast. Sure. The, the contrast in verse 10 and 11, I think, is really on many levels theology 101, yeah. where we really need to kind of set a standard for who God is and who the enemy is. It's very clear here. The thief does not come except to still kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And then he says, I am the, he doesn't say I am the shepherd. Right. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And so we see this contrast between good and evil, between the thief and the good shepherd, between life and death, light and darkness. And you could go right down the line. Uh, for me, theology 101 is, is, and I know this is going to tick off some of you theologians, but is... God, God, good, devil, bad. Yeah. And so much of what you hear, you can trace back to its roots of either goodness, godness, a God basis in it, or, uh, you know, like, well, we were thinking about giving, you know, a big check to some event, you know, the building in Vieira or whatever, you know. Well, I just got news for you. The devil doesn't tell you to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that wasn't the devil. That was probably God. And those kinds of things are, you know, you can kind of look at the fruit, look at the, you know, is it light? Is it yeah. good? Is it love? Is it yeah. the gospel? Well, it's, it's God then. And so the theology is kind of drawn out there pretty simply. And I need that kind of stuff. I need it. I need it straightforward and simple. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey, everybody. I guess, you know, we've been talking about being a friend of God, knowing Him, being close, hearing His voice. Um, We shared some things that help us hear His voice. Uh, I think there's basically three ways that, that we can hear His voice in the earth today, and it is, number one, the Word of God, and you know, nothing you're ever going to hear in, by the Spirit is ever going to con- contradict the Word of God. So the Word's going to be your sort of base level for hearing God. So there's always going to be Scripture that agree with what you're hearing in your heart. So one, you hear through the Word. 
Number two, you hear by the Spirit. It is very fair to believe that God speaks to his people, um, speaks, uh, you know, like there's nothing in the Bible for specific choices. For example, whatever car Pastor Brian's going to buy next, yeah. there's no scripture you can find on which car to buy. And so what you need to do is you need to get peace, uh, pray, uh, get agreement with your wife. All those things need to happen. But again, you're going to hear for decisions like that yeah. in your heart, what's the best thing to do? And we don't get them all right. Please, don't. nobody condemn yourself out there. But we hear through his word. We hear by spirit. And then finally, we hear through circumstances. And I just want you to be careful with that because that is the lowest sort of form of hearing from God. I know in business one time, I was really struggling. And the scripture says in Psalms 32, don't be like the horse that needs a bit or a bridle. I don't want to have to be dragged to the water. I want to, I want to hear God's voice and lean in. I don't want circumstances to make me I want to hear his voice and respond to that. That's good. So that's just some stuff to think about in hearing God's voice. You guys have a great day. See you, Pastor Brian. All right, bye-bye. Bye, Nick. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.